check out the original what check out the original what? check out the original what the heck show every saturday at 3 p.m friend the blood tastes good every time i'm here i got a wheel to win and a cheshire grin yeah the night watchman is near and you can't get it where you're at but you can sure get it here so come rain or sleet or dark and night come wind or frigid snow there's a hundred thousand in the streets and that number's gonna grow and when we put the governor on trial i'll be in the front row just take a look around we're a union town one two three four let's go this is a union town a union town all down the line this is a union town a union town all down the line and if they come to strip our rights away we'll give them hell every time this is a union town a union town all down the line of the business the what the heck show on unionpowerradio.com almost six years at that point. By almost every measure, the tentative settlement appears to be a victory for the union. 97, that's right. 20 years to the day I walked out of here for a full-time job. What do we want? Contract! When do we want it? Now! Overtime is ridiculous at this place. Personally, I've worked 10, 11, 12-hour days. You know, you want to be able to get home and see your kids at a decent hour. Nothing worse than driving back. Tired. The harassment now at UPS is out of control. I hear that they make, uh, you know, they make $1.5 billion per quarter. They, they put their earnings statement out there, and I don't see how they can't afford to uh, pay for our health care. I wasn't here in 1997. I was seven years old, but I'm ready to do my part now. The more we stay together, the stronger we are, the more we get, the better off we'll be in the long run. Yeah, we've got to stick together. That's the only thing that gives us power. Yeah, I don't want to settle early if it means settling short. We will do what it takes. That means walking out, I'm willing to do that. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show.
That's right. You're listening to the What the Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. And I'm live in uh, Queen in Queens in Long Island, Suffrage, Long Island, around Conkoma, and my co-host here is uh, Anthony Rosario. What's up, Anthony? Hey, what's going on, Heck? Thanks. For and in us. the studio we have Vinny Perone and uh, Mark Cohen to answer a lot of questions that you guys all be in. We're going to be on Facebook Live. On Union Power Radio page, you can log into that. We also are on 804 Live, right? 804 uh, page. So we are live everywhere. So everyone has questions. You have the uh, live chat. So you can ask questions. You have the Facebook. Oh. <laughs> so uh, we're here live with Vinny. What's up, Vinny? What's going on, guys? Thank you, uh, all the brothers and sisters out there listening on this uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And we're finishing off the rest of the autumn sangria right here. And we have Mark Cohen here from Foster Avenue. What's up, Mark? What's up, gentlemen? Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us on this uh, holiday weekend as well. Uh, for those of you that are unable to watch this, I guess we're doing it live so that it can be feeded and uh, watched at another time. Um, a few weeks ago, we had a meet and greet where we went over our plans on how we intend to bring back this local Today we wanted to go a little bit more into detail on how we're going to do that and accomplish that and what we intend to do. Um, our local is dealing with some serious problems. We need serious solutions. Uh, to outline those solutions, I'm, uh, I'll introduce Vinny Perone, who can go a little bit more into detail about that. Uh, thank you, Mark. Um, not, only, not only is our local having a lot of problems, and uh, we, we did have a great meet and greet a couple of weeks ago where there was a couple hundred people there. And we did put out a plan. We put it in place. Uh, well, we put it out there. I think I remember, you know, telling guys that I don't care if the company saw it, that they should, you know, I hope the company gets wind of it. But, um, you know, I don't want to only talk about the plan. I want to talk about the whole election um, thing going on right now with the four slates running. And um, I know, like, people are on social media. Some people are saying this is the first time four slates ran, which... You know, it's not true. I guess people just weren't paying attention. That last uh, election, four slates ran also. And it does uh, muddy the water. It confuses people. Um, you know, people believe in who they believe in. But um, to me and to, to people that, you know, have been supporting EMS, it doesn't seem to be a hard choice. I mean, I'm just going to be blunt because... Guys like Jamie Haynes, other people have been saying, we need you guys to come up and say, what are you going to do and what's good about you guys, et cetera, et cetera. But in my opinion, and from what I hear in the opinion of a lot of other people, um, two slates out there that are running are made up of current members of this executive board. And um, that's a uh, hold on, Vinny. We're going to switch mics because we're getting a lot of feedback from your mic. So we're going to go to that mic over there. Uh, is that better? Yeah, that's way oh, better. Way better. Okay. way better. So what do we do with this one? I just turned that one off. Excellent. So um, as I was saying, you know, there's uh, two slates out there that are running, and um, they're made up of uh, current people from, from this executive board and from this slate that's in office right now. And from what I'm hearing, that's a no-go. I mean, people seen seen their record for the last three years. They've seen what they've done. <laughs> whether it comes to supporting uh, Jimmy Hoffa on the international level or being neutral, let's say that, to, uh, you know, grievance. Well, I wouldn't say that. I would say out and out supporting Hoffa. Okay. I'm, right? glad, I'm glad you said it. 
But um, that was a sarcastic neutral. That was a sarcastic neutral. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, you can't sugarcoat it. People could be trying to distance themselves away from it now, but these uh, 14, 15 gentlemen in there right now, it is all over social media. They claim to be neutral. They handed out literature saying they were neutral. And, um, you know, it turned out that they were actually supporting um, Jimmy Hoffa and the IBT. Um, to me, these slates, these two slates shouldn't even be considered. You know, and that's the feedback that I think we've gotten from from a lot of people. Primarily. Right? And, and you know what? There are, I mean, I have to keep, we all have to keep a civil relationship with these guys. You know, we, we say hello, we see each other, and, you know, I mean, we're not out there throwing daggers at each other, but you know what? Guys are asking, what's your record? And how about what's their record and what do they stand for? And I think between, you know, um, not being able to stay together, uh, getting rid of their own president, supporting um, supporting Jimmy Hoffa, grievances not getting paid, contract articles just being violated left and right. You know, um, I mean, can we go on about it? Or there, we can go on about it. There's there's a lot of other things. So whether it's the um, what is, I can't even say members first. I mean, that's sort that's sort of you know. no. Don't say members first. Well, you know what. Um, <laughs> You know the members first slate or the Betancourt slate. You know they can't stand looking at each other. You know yet they're talking about one of the slates is talking about you know bringing back the memory of Ron Carey. I mean this this is this is pathetic. Okay, so um, there's some good guys on that slate. On uh, one of them anyway. And um, <clears throat> you know I'll mention you know uh, Wilfredo Sanchez, uh, Kamal. I you know I work with Kamal. I, I respect those guys, but it's just my personal opinion, and maybe the guys that I'm running with that um, you know they made they made the wrong decision, you know. And so that's it. Those those two slates. I don't even know why people are considering them. And uh, you know the other slate rise up. I mean, you know I'd like to ask the membership. Do you know them? You know, so where where have they been the last nine years, ten years? You know, some again, some good guys on the slate. You know, as Hector would say, shout out to uh, Antoine and whatever. I mean, I, I don't know, but shout out to Antoine. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, what have uh, what have they been doing for the last nine years in this local? I mean, I don't see any of them putting their ass on the line I don't you know maybe I'm mistaken I don't know but it's again my opinion I mean do they stand up to the company do they make a stand I mean at the end of the day is being a good guy is that enough to win an election absolutely not absolutely not okay so you know uh, people and I, I like you know because you guys brought the donuts over this time and I yes we did Jamie, Jamie Haynes we got uh, orange juice and apple crumb donuts here you know <laughs> you are not here and they keep uh, guys keep saying well you know all slates should post their accomplishments all slates should you know put their credentials up there people should have a debate mm. I mean Mark am I mistaken but for the last three years heck you've been doing a show for like three years I've been doing this this no, show no, with, 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 with me and Dave uh, it's going on three years now in January okay so so yeah. I think me and you went down to Dave's studio from the very beginning, other guys went down to Dave's studio. I mean, our credentials are our credentials. You know, I think we have we have a bio. Well, we have a slate bio. We have personal bios. We have our histories. We've 
you know, we fought this company for years. You know, we've stood up to this company. It's not a secret. I mean, you know, people people make fun of my um, pajama pictures, right? You know, I'm, I'm tweaking my nose at them. You know, we've gotten grievances paid. We've been out front for years. You know, um, I mean, let's. What about the fight for fifteen? There's a lot of things we could be discussing. We could be discussing the fight for fifteen. We could be discussing the 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 fact that we were out there uh, pushing Fred Zuckerman, and even back when Sandy Pope was uh, running. Um, where were other people involved in that? Did we, that put a target on our backs? Absolutely, absolutely. What about the fact that you know this current contract? Who, who did who did the members see out there with this current contract? I know in my building, and again, once again, shout out to Antoine Andrews, we are out there pushing those vote no, informing the members. But where were the, where what was going on in other buildings? No, there have been other buildings. I mean, you know, listen, we've, we have a, a lot of good guys, you know, uh, Lou Barbone, Shane Devine, uh, John Santiago, you know, uh, total lunatic in the best possible way. Who are you and, talking about? Santiago? Lunatic? No. Yeah, Santiago's yeah. in the studio. What's up, Santiago? <laughs> What's up to everybody? What's up, brothers? <laughs> He's out here. You know, I'm just talking about credentials. We've, um, you know, won grievances on a shop steward level. I've won them on a business agent level. Other guys have too. We have, um, let's not forget, a couple of years ago, we, we weren't neutral. We went to the delegate convention. We ran, all right? We took a stand. The two other slates running took no stand. As a matter of fact, I think even Rise Up supported us. I believe so. But anyway, yeah, I, um, talking about that, Vinny, um, remember, we wouldn't have ran if they would have said that they were going against Hoffa. Correct. Because our name was Teamsters United against Hoffer, and they decided to put 804 Strong. And if they would have went with 804 Strong against Hoffer, I think we would not have ran, right? Because they were going to be no, against Hoffer. There wouldn't have been any reason. But anyway, in any case, they lost They lost uh, that election the first time ever, right? Yeah. In the history sitting, of, of uh, 804. A, a sitting executive board. Right? That's correct. And that's the members speaking. So I think the members know our resume. I mean, you know, um, how about the vote no? I mean, look, I wasn't as involved as I really should be because, uh, as you can see, you guys came over my house tonight, uh, or this afternoon, and I was yelling at you because I yes. had a sleeping baby and, you know, whatever, and uh, I did have the uh, sangria ready, but, um, you know, you guys, I mean, you, Mark, Scott Damone, um, a lot of other guys went up and down the East Coast of the United States campaigning for this vote no movement and guess what antoine was with us at one you know all those stops we went to virginia philadelphia new jersey he was also with us as a as a campaign for the vote no right and uh you know this is all this is all stuff that i wish um you know when we were in when we were in nassau last week um, one of uh, one of the members, a feeder driver. Uh, could we do a shout out to Justin Ephraim? Go ahead. Go. Uh, shout go out it. to Justin Ephraim. You know, he pulled me aside and pulled some of us aside. He said, "You know, Vin, I support you guys 100. percent I'm spreading the word, but it's like guys don't know who you are." And I said, "What?" And he said, "No, no, they don't know who anybody is." So. I, I looked at him sort of shocked because if you don't know who we are, you know, and you don't know who the, the two other slates that have basically ruined this local for the last two years are, 
I mean, where have you been living? Under a rock? Exactly. And that's, that's the question I ask. And everybody asks me, why didn't you run with 804 Rise Up? And that's the question that's going around the whole uh, Facebook page of why I chose uh, Experience Matters. And uh, I'll get into that in a little while. Uh, right now, we're, we're focusing on uh, Vinnie Perone and Mark Cohen. Uh, you you, you want to continue or you want to start taking no, questions? No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to continue. Um, we did, like I said, we had a fantastic meet and greet. We have, um, I mean, look, I'm not going to make this a secret because I've been spoken to about it from the two of the other slates running. Not Montavo's slate because, you know, I don't even think he would have the nerve to ask. But, um, you know, Betancourt and Rise Up, they've they've brought it up several times that, look, whether it was like a merger or, um, you know, asking some of our members to run with them, um, they they tried to do that. So, you know, and our guys, they didn't want to do it. So I think that we have a very experienced crew of guys from 1 to 15 with a lot of guys backing us up, right? Um, we... We put forth. At our meet and greet, we put forth a real comprehensive plan on taking on this company, and we have um, we have a vision of what we want to do for this local, and we are committed to seeing that vision through. Okay, um, I think Frank Whalen. Frank Whalen posted the $5.7 million plan, you know, a couple of times. I'd like him to maybe post that up again. You know, if um, in, our, in our opinion, it doesn't matter if you're full-time, if you're part-time, if you're packaged, twy, preload, feeder, porter, everybody needs to be defended. Everybody needs to be represented. People need to see their business agents and executive board members on the shop floor constantly. And that's how that's what I felt from the very beginning years ago. And that's certainly how I feel now and I know that the guys that I'm running with feel the same way. We're gonna we're gonna put a tremendous focus on enforcing the contract. All right. And that shouldn't be anything to scare people off. Right? I mean, you know, it's not like we're asking for something that we're not entitled to. It's we're asking for stuff that the company agreed to. So why are we sitting here and why am I hearing stories about guys working time only? John, do they work time only in your center? Right, so, you know, guys try to work time only in my center too and we put a stop to it right away. I mean, you hear stuff that it has to be unified throughout the whole local. You can't just say we're going to do it in one building, we're not going to do it in another. Everything has to be done the same. And by that token, we're not trying to, um, you know, I don't want to, like, get people nervous or, or upset or worried that we're going to try to, you know, beat the company over the head with a hammer with any of this. This is all stuff <laughs> This is all stuff that, that we're entitled to anyway. And, um, you know, I think, I think the time of weakness is over, you know. I think definitely that the time of weakness is over, and I think the membership knows that the time of weakness is over. They're pretty much disgusted with what's going on. All right. And, um, you know, we hear, we, we hear the members. I mean, it's, this is not something new. I mean, if we, didn't, if we didn't hear people talking about this, we wouldn't have been, you know, we wouldn't have ran, right? If things were going smooth, there would be no reason 
to participate in the election. That's what I said on my last show, that uh, if these guys were doing such a great job, there would be no one challenging them right now of uh, running against to get this uh, local back on track. So that's why you have four slates out there, uh, actually three slates that are running against this guy because of the fact that, you know, they, they're not doing the right job and we have to get involved and do the right thing for local eight or four members. You know, I think um, I think guys see it that we have a tremendous um, group of activists behind us. You know, whether it's you know Johnny on uh, you know defending his members, guys like uh, Lincoln McKenzie, Shane Devine, um, Charles Jordan. You know, my, my guy, my guy Dominic Domenico. Many, so many others. You know, you can't even you can't even name them all. But we do have a really solid network of people, and I think that's that's a key in fighting this. You know, because it's it's great to have like you know friends and you know um, you know think that things are going wrong and that you could do better. But we ha actually have a group that we've been together for for quite a while, and we get information from all over the local. You know, and not only that, but we also. I heard um, guys on social media, I read guys praising local 705. You know, everybody's like, oh, why aren't we like 705? Well, got news for you. We've already been in contact with 705. I mean, I know Mark, you were, Hector, you know, a lot of guys went to this last training, Tony Rossiglione, everybody. I mean, we know, we know one their president we've known him for years it's nothing it's nothing new you know and um, we are looking that's another thing we're looking to build a network across the country I mean not only not only with uh, Juan Campos and his guys in 705 but I could say that I've known and we've known uh, Matt Tybee in, uh, in 251 for years you know we we used to go to the same conventions together we used to you know go out for drinks together and now they're running like pretty much a flagship local, right? Real hardcore, which is what people like, just like 705. And, right, and, you know, we can even go back further. I mean, you know, supporting Fred Zuckerman, you know, that's how that's how a lot of this all started with uh, getting together with guys from all over the country. You know, we, we speak to local leaders, Jason Iden, uh 814, you know, all, and just so everybody knows, I mean, we're not only saying that we would reach out to these people, but they've already reached out to us, right? You guys sat with some of their business agents, you know, and um, there's, the, you know, there's no such thing as too little training, right? You know, you, exactly. you get as much information as you can. And we're going to, you know, our plan, January 1st, is we got a lot of stuff to do, but we're going to continue to develop relationships with other locals throughout the country that are reform locals and share our vision with the way things are supposed to be done. You know, um, speaking of January 1st, again, going back to our meet and greet, but people, you know, sort of like the Facebook Lives, we already talked about having outside counsel ready. You know, look at this. The, the president of this local tries to get rid of a Hoffa lawyer and winds up getting canned himself, and the Hoffa lawyer comes back to roost. January 1st, that Hoffa lawyer's gone. He's, you know, okay, and he'll Is be it for good this time? Because we, we already <laughs> voted him out, so uh, is it, it going to be good this time that he's out for good? He's going to... 
He's going to be asked not to show up. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, you want to talk about some, uh, you know, the way we're going to attack this company? Is attack a strong word? I think I think uh, deal with the company uh, would be a, a good term. But there's uh, you want me to do it? Or you want to you want to go? No, I mean, it? if you just want to do it together. Do you guys okay. like the term "speak softly and carry a big stick"? Uh, <laughs> I, th I think when we first start, I think you have to speak loudly and carry a big stick. <laughs> All right. I think uh, until that reset button is hit, until the company realizes that the things that have been going on cannot continue or won't continue to go on, I think uh, that's what needs to be done. You know, people uh, people get worried. They get a misconception that, you know, grievances and discipline are mixed together, and they're not. Okay, so the company has their methods and procedures. They have their 340 methods, whatever you want to call them, and they discipline us, right? So we have the contract that it's not something that we're just pulling out and saying, hey, we have to, uh, you know, you have to do this. No, you agreed to abide by this contract. So, I mean, we could talk about, you know, um, supervisors working, Article 3, Section 7. We could talk about a lot of things. We could talk about name tags and how, according to Article 20, they're supposed to wear name tags. But, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different things that have been lax and had th this local has been letting the company get away with, whether it's, you know, the 70-hour work week or, you know, not even making a noise about it or... Um, you know, guys getting paid time only. It's it's just terrible what's going on. And you know, last John, last uh, what was it last year or earlier this year during a the holiday, they were saying how they were the Tuesday through Saturday guys. Yeah, were not going to get a day off, or they were no, just they trying were, to schedule it out for a month. They were going to do that, and that was the paper that I received from uh, Montabo, backstabbing Montabo, that uh, they were going to work out a. A deal that uh, the the drivers instead of doing the consecutive days off of Sundays and Mondays, they were gonna tell them that the members gonna have the right to have a Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday off, whatever day of their week of of they want. And that was a secret meeting that Montabo had again around uh, behind uh, Eddie Edwin's uh, back. And just for the, for the record, uh, talk to the camera. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> because you're like, oh, yeah. You're talking to the people here. They want to see. But he's drinking, they want to see your beautiful face. He's drinking. Anthony's drinking. Something. I know. He's, he's, he, believe me, he sees two of you right okay. now. That's like three of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was a, a letter that uh, that Jonathan and I gave. Remember, I sent it to all the shops, to mainly three shops. To it that it was, it came and. Um, and it said that he had a meeting with Tommy Francis and the labor, and he was authorized, like he was okay with uh, guys taking different days off, not consecutive days off. So that's the letter we're talking about, or did yeah. I go off track from that? No, it was it was that, and um, you know, also I called the union hall myself. With, I think John and I were talking, and the day before a holiday, which fell on a Friday, I think they. The union didn't say anything about, you know, what what they were putting their foot down on, like which oh it was um maybe Fourth of July or something like that, uh, like depending on when it fell or Memorial Day, where they were doing with the two Saturday guys, they Thursday before they're telling guys that they have to uh, that they have to um, 
you know, come to work, you know, that they're going to get a day off floated out for a month. That's not the way it's supposed to happen. Okay. That's, there's all sorts of different things that just don't make sense. So, go ahead. So the people that are just logging in, I see a couple of more logging in. You can log on to the Facebook Live on you on Union Power Radio page. Uh, you can see uh, Vinny Perone and Mark Cohen live on the same station. Uh, you can listen on live on the radio and live on Facebook. Sorry. I just I just want to go on a little bit about you know what we're going to do, and we can we can fight the company on a lot of these articles. We could fight them on harassment. We could fight them on technology. We could fight them on, you know, Article 14, comp, the way they try to, you know, trick people not to go into comp. You know, Article 4, stewards' rights. The time frame for a grievance. Because how many times you get managers not giving you an answer within the day that they're supposed to give it to you? And this is all stuff that stewards at first should be taking care of this. And the BA should be explaining this to the shop stewards. There's no delay in getting an answer for a grievance back. There should never be a delay. We can talk about the panels. One thing that sickens me to my stomach is that the way the panel system's going with one certain arbitrator, and this I will promise, because, you know, I always tell people I don't make any promises that I can't keep, but, you know, every year, every year in January, you get to remove an arbitrator. And I'll name her Marlene Gold on the UPS, the Teamster UPS panel will never work. Yeah, will never work another panel again as far as 804 Teamsters are concerned. We're not going to have somebody playing on their cell phone while a guy's career, you know, life and livelihood is in jeopardy. That's never going to happen again. You're falling asleep there? Um, just, uh, Vinny, I, you know, he's in his group he's, right he's now. He's your idol. <coughs> yeah. I just, I'm, I'm just saying, you're on the camera, you know, gonna, people I, see you. <laughs> I'm going to let, I'm going to let him talk. Okay. But the last thing, this is the last thing that I want to say. We put out that plan, okay? Guys know you, guys know Mark, guys know John, they know me, okay? The big thing that we're looking for and that the members seem to be saying that they're looking for, is a presence in the buildings. People could correct me if I'm wrong. They say, where's the BA? Where's this guy? Where's that guy? Where's the president? We went up to Yorktown. We only saw the president of the local once in three years. Okay? They want a presence. They want a presence that's felt in the buildings. Okay? Believe me. That you don't have to wait for the cheers to finish. I like it. <laughs> that, that presence is going to be felt. All right, it's going to be felt 100%. Okay, I think, you know, Anthony, you're putting a Christmas party together. Yes, I am. Right? You guys throw barbecues. I've been to one barbecue in 25 years in, in the parking lot. Wow. Okay, so, you know, those are great. Christmas parties and barbecues, those are fantastic. They have their place. Okay, but presence, leadership, making tough decisions that guys might not like but we have thick skin spreading information out to the membership getting feedback from the members all right that leads to success so like i was telling mark before presence leadership strength equals unity okay we could all be real good friends on the job but if your teamster brother or sister is not doing what they're supposed to be doing to watch your back that doesn't help us out at all. 
Okay, so I always tell people at every parking lot meeting, you know, whenever we're out there, you know, when me and John are already uh, planning the next one, we're always giving meetings together. I always tell guys, look to your brother or sister to the left and to the right of you because those are the people that depend on you and that you're supposed to be depending on. I don't, you know, I spent 25 years, I don't make threats, I just, you know, uh, talk facts. We wrote in our plan that we're going to hit the reset button. By the way, Danny Betancourt, the reset button is our plan, okay? We're going to hit the reset button, we're going to make the company go back and bargain in good faith, all right, and not give us anything extra, but give us what we're entitled to. It's not a threat. Experience Matters is going to insist on our members being able to exercise their contractual rights. I want to just touch on something that you said earlier, which is something key as to the plan and how it's going to be enacted. Um, this whole idea of presence, which is, you know, a powerful word if you think about it. And, you know, you, you want to think of what distinguishes what we're going to do from actually um, what's going on now. And because there are BAs that do go to buildings, but what do you see? You know, them sitting around buying coffee for DMs, talking to DMs, not even talking to their stewards, not going to their stewards. And that's that has to that's not gonna happen, right? You're in a building, you're going to your stewards, you're talking to your stewards, you you're you're walking the belts, you're seeing if there's any kind of violations. If there are violations, you you're you're getting them dealt with, you're dealing with them. Absolutely. All right. That's that's the important thing. Uh, some of the other things I think that, you know, as for specifics as to what we're going to look to do um, would be the safety committees. Right now, there's a big problem with the safety committees. Um, our safety committees uh, in my building, I know in other buildings, are not pushing are not pushing what they're supposed to be doing for the union side. They're pushing management's agenda, and that needs to stop. Um, but what is why is that? Why is that? Because there's no pushback from... There's no from presence. There's, you're correct, there's no presence. There's no presence. And, you know, look, let's, let's not kid each other. Safety committees, I always, you know, whether I joke around or I'm serious, I always say UPS doesn't give a shit about safety. I don't give a shit about safety. The committees are there because they're contractual. Okay? UPS is trying to prevent OSHA charges. They're trying to prevent fines. They, have, they do their KEDA audits. They do all their BS. I'm not looking to get rid of safety committees, and I'm not looking to get rid of guys on the safety committees, but safety committees are there as an extension of the union. 100%. Okay, so if you're a safety committee member, you shouldn't be handing out bananas and oatmeal and drawing chalk pictures of stupid stuff on the floor. You should be advocating for your members, all right, and load quality and, you know, hazardous material spills and all the, you know, the 70-pound packages that are loaded on the top shelf. And you shouldn't do it, absolutely shouldn't do it to uh, berate a preloader who's just trying to get the load done because he doesn't know any better. You should be doing it in meetings against the company and walking these belts. And I know there's some safety committee members that do those things. But again, when I talk about presence, the business agents are going to be behind this. The uh, um, executive board members and I'm going to be behind it because I that's what I feel passionately about is not getting our members hurt right and I think one of the other issues is that um, 
and, and no fault of their own, but a lot of safety committee members don't know what they're supposed to be doing. And right? they're going to be trained. They're going to be trained. We, we're going to we're going to bring them down to the hall. We're going to have OSHA or an OSHA agency or some kind of agency come down and give them the knowledge on what they should be looking for on the different type of infractions and violations that go on that they should be looking for. You know, there's different forms of training, and I might be biased, but um, I heard somebody talk about the um, shop steward training that, oh, years ago with, with um, Howie and these guys. I, I went to that training. It was four or five hours. First of all, you get there. It's in some place in the Poconos. I thought I was going to see um, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey right, in some decrepit hotel. And, uh, you know, it's like f big dinner, four or five hours of... Uh, training by some people at the IBT send down there where everybody's falling asleep after getting drunk the night before. Then they have a formal dinner where, you know, all the uh, the shop stewards go up and kiss the ring of the local president and nothing gets done. We're talking about intense training, yes. you know, bringing down people from OSHA to the Union Hall, from, uh, you know, di different places, like even with... Uh, even with arbitration training, we have like we have um, arbitrators, former uh, arbitrators that could, that have come down to the union hall and shown even shop stewards on how to present cases. So a guy like John Santiago could know what it's like and what to expect when his member goes in front of a panel. It's also vital information because it gives you know a guy like Santiago or any other steward the tools and knowledge necessary to, so that when they're in there defending a member, they know what to be looking for, they know what to be asking. Those are the things that are going to come up at, at a panel or that an arbitrator at a panel is going to be looking for, so it's, they're more prepared to take that on and deal with that. What do you guys do with um, new hires that make book? New hires, right? Listen, it's... No, well, what do you do... Uh, I'm just asking, because everybody does things differently. I, what do, you guys what do, do I do? If I... I try to I try to grab them when I when they make book have a little meeting with them. Uh, the first thing I tell them is the rights that they have. Uh, you know, do things the way that um, the right way, not the way that some managers are telling them to do, which is going to get them in trouble. I tell them to make sure that they're taking lunch with other people so that they can get acclimated to the job and how the job is done the actual right way and get to know people in the center. Um, as a way of getting them away from management and getting them more with other union members. Deprogramming? Deprogramming <laughs> is a good word, yes. All right, well, so, you know, I know there's other guys here at the table. That's correct. That probably do Well, what I do, what I do with my guys, uh, I, um, first I welcome them to the union and, uh, and congratulate them for making their 40 days of book. And then I uh, read the, o the oath with them. Because we have that that we we, we read it with Great them thing. together. Um, I think I think moving forward with these uh, newbies, uh, I think everyone should be gathering uh, from every center uh, a, a monthly meeting with the new guys and swear them in with the oath uh, to all the new guys and bring them into the union hall because you know sometimes these guys don't ever 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 uh, go to the union hall at their whole career of 25 years so maybe we, we can introduce them to the union hall and show them what, what the teamster brothers is all about and 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 at that time same time you know let them raise their right hand and say the oath of the union so they can understand what union and teamster brothers are all about 
So I, I mean, that's I think that's what we should do if we get into office in John. No, that's that's a great idea. And, and right now, like you hear different different plans. Or like you just got you guys just said something that was totally different. You know, I told you guys before that, and it wasn't my idea, but uh, Rich Polakowski, shout out, Rich. I hope you're feeling better with the double knee replacement. But um, you know, he it was his idea. Like, uh, let's get the new guys that just made book in the last four or five months. We'll go to my house, you know, because he's close to, to work, and we have a barbecue, and we just sit them down and, you know, explain their rights, tell them who to talk to, you know, get them down off of that, you know, crazy high that UPS has them on doing 200 stops a day, you know, and it, and it worked out. And then, you know, I got hurt, and I got fired, and stuff fell to pieces, sort of. But, you know, Dominic, Dominic right now, he... Uh, you know, God bless him. He does it himself, and he he gets the new hi new hires that that make book, and he sends them down to the union hall. He makes sure because you know they always try to give him a day off. He tells them, you know what, that day off that they're going to give you, you know, you're not going to be scheduled off for no reason, or where they tell you, oh, you got to wait because you know we don't know if you made book yet or whatever. They go down to the union hall, and he gives them the names of whoever's down there, you know, contract book. Um, initiation card, go up and talk to the health and welfare people, find out about your benefits, start, you know, getting in involved with that kind of process. And all that stuff works, but it should be unified. And we should have um, a, a training where we could bring in new guys. And it can't, look, it can't work 100% because the way UPS is hiring people right now, it's, um, you know, it's going to be hard to get like, you know, that many people off the truck at one time. But it is a good idea. It's something that we could look into and, uh, you know, to bring a big group of guys down there and maybe have a class on the benefits of the union, which, you know, incidentally, uh, business agents in uh, New York State have always been entitled to go into the, into the training classes, you know, to explain the benefits of the union while the guys are going through training. You know, look, shame on us. It's really never been done before, but it should be done. And, and another thing, to make the members feel real, real comfortable when they go into that union hall, because you guys and members, uh, we own that union hall. The membership owns that union hall. And this is your house. This is your second house, and you should feel comfortable going there and, and, and not feel uncomfortable like I do now. When I go into that union hall now, I feel so uncomfortable going into that union hall. And it's my union hall. I pay for that union hall. We pay, we pay for that union hall, the membership, because our member dues pays for that rent, for that mortgage, for the light bill, for the phone bill. That's ours. That's the member's hall. And everyone should feel comfortable going to that member's, uh, to that union hall. There shouldn't be no, uh, person that says, oh, I don't want to go there because I feel uncomfortable. No. I, I believe if, 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 it, experience matters gets into we're going to make you guys feel more comfortable than anything if you want we'll get slippers <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll put slippers up <laughs> that was um that was also part of the uh the plan that was handed out at the meet and greet that we don't look the union hall is pretty big and um you know whatever happens with the credit union they just re-up their lease or whatever i i personally don't know why that credit union's in the union hall to begin with Right, but that's so much more space, and we outlined a detailed plan on, on how to um, convert some of that space into, you know, em employee-friendly, teamster-friendly areas where we can put um, books down. Look, I, I, you know, I have a bunch of uh, old contracts right here. You know, we have uh, guides that guides that we picked up on how to handle grievances, on on arbitrations and stuff. A lot of computer-based stuff. We could put up co computer monitors. In, uh, in these like teamster friendly areas 
you know, where members could come in and just feel at home and feel like, look, we could learn something. You know, you play, what was that song you played opening the show? The Union song? Oh, yeah. Union, Union Town. Town. Union Town. That, that, would, that should be playing in a loop, you know, <laughs> until guys get brainwashed into it. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good ideas that are coming around, but one thing we were also floating around is actually taking a member who just made book off the truck. If you took one member from every center once a week, and you had a class once a week, and you brought them down to the hall and you paid them, um, and gave them eight hours of training on what it is to be in a union, on what unionism is about, about um, all these different things, about what it is to vote and their rights. And their responsibilities, because being in a union also comes with its responsibilities, and people don't know what those are, and they have to be educated on them. Um, and so, especially with—I'm sorry to cut you off—but yeah. with the bad taste that people have in their mouth right now, where we just voted this supplement down. What was it, like 3,500 to 157? Actually, yes, it was a record high. I mean, because we we went out there and we we were we were out there uh, pumping that loud and, and clear with uh, Dave Citron, Dave, uh, Tony Rizzolone. Uh, and again, uh, Antoine Andrews, uh, Mark Cohen, we was out there saying to vote no, vote no. And it went from the last time of 1,600 people that voted no to 3,300 people, I mean 3,300 members that voted no. So we had a big climb of getting the message out there to the membership. Now, uh, Mark, uh, someone just uh, texts uh, saying that you look like you're falling asleep in the camera. I'm good, brother. Yeah. Are you okay? I'm good. All righty, cool. You need some coffee. You need some coffee. Joanne, yep, she says, uh, that's a great idea, Vinny. Uh, she likes uh, uh, the idea of a library or study hall. She also says, shouldn't we negotiate language that allows the shop steward time with new teamsters just like the safety rep does? There, There is language, and like I just said before, I'm almost positive that in New York State, a steward can't do it according to law, but a business agent can. But I think in some other states, the the uh, shop steward could go in there too. And look, you know, it's it's better if a business agent does, right? Because you get to see, you get to meet your union rep, you get a little pep talk, or you get a, somebody that's maybe a little bit more knowledgeable, you know, explaining the benefits. Uh, either way, I mean, you know, depending on what state you live in, somebody should be able to go, or should be going in there and, and explaining the benefits of being in a union to the members. Of course, the company's not going to like it. And, you know, even if, look, there's been a, a hundred times. John, If have you had managers or supervisors at your meetings? At my meeting? Yeah. Uh, outside? Yeah. No. In the park? Yeah. Well, well like with the building. You just well, in the building, other. sometimes they come and they stand there, yes. Yeah, so, so have I. I'm not afraid to say anything in front of the supervisor or a manager that I'm telling the members. I'm not telling the member to do anything wrong. So if you're not telling any, anybody to do anything wrong, you're not directing the workforce, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just want to touch on. Got some more stuff to touch on here. I mean, do do we have any questions coming in yet, uh, Anthony? Uh, I got one here from a Basil Darling. Uh, it's my dog. He likes. <laughs> <laughs> he well, has yeah, a right. His dog's name is Basil. <laughs> he has a Want to see him for actually? You ask well, the questions. He's saying here. Uh, let's see. He likes what he's hearing so far. But what about the ladies that answer the phones and misdirect the members when we can for answered or to reach the BA or president? Basil, I, 
I can tell you that as a former business agent and as, as a former union rep, I never not answered my phone. If we win this election, I'm never going to not answer my phone. You know, the last resort is probably guys call the front desk. And, you know, listen, I'll tell you the truth. I still get calls from down there. I don't know why when they, like they say a member, I, I guess it's the call system still has my number down there. I think it's pretty funny that a member needs a, a BA to call them back, you know, and, um, but a, a business agent, a president, a, a trustee should always return a phone call. You got any questions up there? I don't have any questions over here. No. All right. So there's some other things that, uh, there's more things you got to talk about here on the What the Heck Show here on Union Power Radio and the people that just, uh, just uh, wow, it went up a whole lot. Uh, you can also see us on live on, on Union Power Radio on the Facebook page if you want to see Vinny Perone and Mark Cohen live on uh, Facebook. Uh, we're here also live on the What the Heck Show on Union Power Radio. So, Vinny, what else you got there? Well... You know, I've had a couple of people asking me questions. I guess I guess it was uh, piggybacked off of what another slate said at their meet and greet about going back to the old arbitration system. And that I can't understand at all. You know, um, this panel system is nothing that, you know, it's not something that the company, you know, really wanted. It's something that was just agreed to. You know, we, the union should want a panel because it expedites the, the time that a member sits on the street, okay? And if it was working correctly, right, a guy should be on the street a lot, lot less instead of a year and a half, because that's what it was up to. Sometimes longer. Sometimes longer, you know, a year to two years. Okay, so, you know, if you have a good panel system and the right questions are asked, okay, and you have good people presenting the cases and you really pick and choose your arbitrators, you know, look, we're not going to win every case. No, no union wins every case. I think, I think going into it, unions are whether it's panel or arbitration. You know, you lose the majority of your cases. Arbitration historically is third unions win, and panel historically seventy percent wins the union. Okay, so if anybody heard that, arbitrations, uh, panel cases rather, unions usually win seventy percent of them, and uh, arbitrations unions win only like a third of them. So there is a big difference, but that goes back to my point that Miss Gold is never going to be on a panel again. She's not going to be sitting there playing uh, Candy Crush on her phone while while one of our members loses his damn job. I have a question from Jamie Haynes. Uh, I love you, Jamie. Uh, Jamie Haynes says, how, how are you going to tackle the members working off the clock? Literally. Well, tackle. listen, that's that's paid for time, right? Nobody's supposed to start working. Article 17, nobody's supposed to start working before their start time. Oh, my God, I knew what article that was. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, Jamie, if you're a member, should you tell a member that's working off the clock to stop working off the clock? I could tell you, yes, you should. If you're a shop steward, should you tell a member to stop working off the clock? Yes, you should. If the member still doesn't do it should the business agent get involved sure the business agent should go up there and tell them to stop working and a grievance should be filed so you know what at the end of the day let the damn manager tell him to keep off the freaking box line okay because he should be getting paid for all hours worked all right 
All right, Sandy Tejeda has a has a, a really long question for you. Vinny, he, we have yeah. He could just call me up and. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny, we have seen UPS manager build cases on members drivers, due to them being union activ activists and production issues. You, due to there being activities and production issues to get them in front of the panel hearing, which at times members have lost their jobs. What are your plans to stop managing management from singling out members and filing their Pittsburghs and bullshit 72-hour discharges? How would you address a center who has a shop steward that has political agendas and is trying to intentionally turn the center against the EB? What BA do you plan to send to Maspeth? Oh, like wow, good question. That's a big question. question. You had some more sangria? Yeah, <laughs> I think we're out, man. We drank no, it all. <laughs> no, um, no, I know Sandy, and I, I know really, um, I know really well what he's talking about, and this has Hello. been happening for for a while. Yes. Um, you want to ask a question? She's gonna have to wait. Hold on. <laughs> Go ahead, answer the question. No, so so Sandy, um, you know, harassment grievances need to be filed. No. I don't, now, harassment grievances need to be filed and you know not only filed but you know it's our opinion that harassment grievances have to be heard ASAP because we were all familiar with the oh let's throw some shit against the wall and see if it sticks and then you have an arbitrator sitting at panel like Marlene Gold playing on her cell phone right not really paying attention and you file harassment grievances because that's what the steward tells you to do. That's what in your heart you want to do. The BA tells you. And then you just keep getting tagged with discipline. We all get it. But the harassment grievances should be heard immediately. There's no problem with sitting down immediately with the center manager, the supervisor that the grievances, whether it's a manager or supervisor, that the grievances are being filed on. You know, and I think uh, Kamal had a good point to keep a, a log of um, supervisors and managers that um that harass employees because they're out there. Heck, this mic, this uh, headset's not working so well. No, you're okay. I'm okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's no, okay. there's nothing with keeping nothing wrong with keeping a log, but harassment grievances <laughs> need to be handled before anything else, and they they should go in front of an arbitrator before any, before any discipline goes. You know, I mean, the, it, it is in Article Thirty Seven that you know you put in harassment grievances that. Um, the, the harassment cannot, harassment grievances cannot lead to more discipline. I mean, that just in itself, that's that's a disgrace. So, I mean, I did it, you know, I did it once or twice with some members where I actually sat down and I, I had to, you know, make the labor manager and the division manager sit down with the supervisors. Okay, but once that's documented, how how is an arbitrator going to rule any, you know? In good conscience, how's an arbitrator going to rule that this wasn't a, a setup job? Because I think that's what you're talking about, Sandy. That you know, the, a railroading. Okay, and I can't speak it about people's political aspirations. I can't speak about anybody's political operation uh, aspirations. You know, the the members should see it for themselves. Okay. Okay, we have uh, Amy. On. Hold on a second. We have Amy on the phone. Uh, Amy, you got your question. Amy? Yes. Hi, you on live with the What the Heck show here on Union Power Radio. Vinny Perone and Mark Cohen. Hey, Amy. Hi, guys. Vinny, Mark, Anthony, Johnny, Scotty. <laughs> Vinny, I have a question for you. Yes. 
regarding Article 5, Section 3, Relief Rates. How do you feel about the company telling us when we can take a break, when it clearly states in our contract, after the first hour worked, completion to the third? When, is this something new? Amy? Hector, I think I lost her. No, she's there. Amy, Hello? Yeah. Amy, you there? Can you hear? Can you hear Vinny? Amy, is this something new that just started happening, or has it been going on? Hello, Amy. Amy. Hello. Amy, can you hear him? Hello. Can you hear us, Amy? Amy. 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 We lost her. We lost Amy. Technical difficulties again. We'll let her call back. Hold on a second. Amy, can you hear me? Hello? Amy? Yeah, we. she hung up. Anyway, we, uh, is it, yeah, no, there's no one calling. That was uh, the, the phone went dead. Here she goes again. Let's see. Union Power Radio, can you hear me? Amy? Amy, can you hear me? Hello? 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 Can you hear me? This sucks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what's going on with the phone lines, guys, but if you have a question, you can ask through the... There. Here we go again. Hold on. Let's try it again. Amy, can you hear us? Amy? Amy? Amy, 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 can you hear us? Still got a lot of questions on here. Amy, can you hear us? Still coming on? Can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Can you hear us? I can hear you, Amy. Can you hear us? Hello? 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 Hello, hello? Oh well, Actor. technical difficult. Hold on, let me just put Scott on. Go ahead, Scott. Hey guys, listen, I just want to speak to that issue because I've been talking to Amy about it for the last few days because she gets uh, very angry. Um, for a number of years, the local sort in Suffolk was taking breaks when they were ready to take a break. Anytime after that first hour. In the last week and a half, a supervisor decided to tell them that they're going to schedule the break and everyone has to take it at the same time. We have a long-standing past practice out there. It's always been the same, that guys can take a break, guys and gals take a break whenever they're ready. We have people starting at all staggered times. It just doesn't work to put everyone out at the same time. So uh, she went to put a grievance in, and at first, um, her business agent, Danny Betancourt, said he would take it. He came back a day or two later and said, no, this isn't going anywhere, and uh, you guys don't have an argument. So now she's just, you know very angry and she's going to wait till January because we're absolutely going to take that on. The company can't just change what they what they do and the policies without some sort of notice. But uh, the fact that Amy called in kind of I wanted to use that to springboard into something else because a lot of you have seen a flyer that we put out that has a quote from Amy saying that she got fooled three years ago and um, unfortunately she did. She was a strong supporter and she regretted it right away. She said, oh my God, what did I do? 
she fell for the bullshit, basically. She fell for the nonsense, and um, I don't want to see that ever happen again. Not to anyone in 804 where they get fooled by nonsense. Something that came up from Rise Up's uh, meet and greet, they talked about leaving the IBT and putting together a committee. I have a friend of a friend who is a big labor lawyer in New York City, and he saw it because he's been following this drama in 804. So he sent me an email, and I'm just going to read the, the pertinent part here. The IBT Constitution prohibits advocating secession from the Teamsters. Article 19, Section 7B4, any local that were to form such a committee would immediately be trusteed by the international. So as much as it sounds good to throw out nonsense like, we're going to leave the Teamsters, we're going to form our own union, don't, don't buy it. The only way to do it is the way that we almost did two years ago. Fred Zuckerman. Exactly. We were 6,000 votes away from doing it the right way. We have six VPs in the international now, and there's going to be a lot more in three years. So that's the way to do it. There is no talk about seceding from the union. There is no talk about, you know, leaving the IBT or forming our own local. Any talk of like that is absolute recipe for disaster. So don't buy into the bumper stickers and the nonsense. You got to learn to to read between the lines. A lot of these guys are just talking and trying to say what you want to hear. That's how Danny Betancourt got where he is. That's how Danny Montavo got where he is. And now the Rise Up guys are doing the same thing. There were some questions that were posted before, and one of the things that makes a guy like Vinny different and makes me love him in a non-sexual way. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Vinny, but it's true. Thank you. Jamie Haynes posted a question, and, and there's no lying about it. He asked about what is your take on the language dealing with Black Friday, in particular to air drivers not getting paid double pay, being that this is a regular ground day. We would love to lie to you. We would love to say, yeah, we're going to go in there and we're going to make UPS pay double time. No. The Article 40 language, unfortunately, says it supersedes all air rider supplements in the, in the nation. There's no way around that until we get rid of Hoppus fat ass. So in the meantime, we're not going to. And, and again, I mean, logically, you'd think if they're if they're running ground, you <coughs> think it's a ground day that the air air drivers, you know, the twenty two three, the combo air drivers or the part time air drivers should get paid. You know, I mean, should get paid double time. Of course. But um, you know, this is something that maybe twenty thirty years ago they didn't foresee happening that UPS would be delivering ground on Black Friday when people didn't even have cell phones. And now it is what it is. But again, what you were saying, that nobody thought about this happening eventually. You know, I mean, the, the Internet didn't just get invented. Okay, that Article 40 language, it should have been attempted to be changed at least three contracts ago. Yep. Yeah, long before Al Gore invented the Internet. <laughs> um, one other thing that was brought up that either you can touch on or I'll, I'll just hit it. Um, Dazed and confused, asked if you could explain about the charges since it's being brought up all over Facebook. I guess this is the Andrew Getting clause, but uh, it's nonsense. It, we went to court. We went for, to court for a reason because we're not going to let Hoffa win. We're not going to hand him the keys to 804. And we didn't just. So let me jump in. So we didn't go to court for a trial. Right. We didn't go to court because we're going to jail. Right. We didn't you go might. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like jail. I was watching worst jails in the world before, but um, we went to court to try to get an injunction. All right. Okay. That's why we went to court. The judge said they don't need an injunction. You could run. 
Right. Okay, so that's and those that don't don't understand, the, the injunction would mean that Hoffa couldn't stick his big fat nose into 804 business. That's why we wanted an injunction. We wanted to keep him out of it. The judge felt that we didn't need that because the end of last year, November, I believe, I wrote to my good friend Jimmy and asked him for a stay of discipline, which is a, a right under the Constitution, and he granted that right. He didn't grant it to Edwin, which was shocking. I guess they really don't like him, but nonetheless... They uh, granted us a stay of discipline, and they have sat on our appeal for over a year. And the judge is aware of that, and the judge thinks it's a farce, and it was all politically motivated. We knew that from the beginning. But nonetheless, there was no injunction granted because we don't need it. We have the stay of discipline. Anything else? Do you guys want to touch on the topic of, uh, do you know what um, BAs you'll be sending to certain businesses? Because people want to know, like, where are you send, who are you sending to Foster, or who the, are you sending well, to Marisol? First of all, we haven't, we haven't won an election. Right. Okay, so, you know, I don't want to tell people what I'm not 100% sure of right now, because, you know, remember, there's different departments, there's um, different buildings. I don't know, I think they're trying to open one in Yonkers now. And, um, excuse me. So, but I think that people could rest assured that being that we have such a big connection around the local, right, that we have such a big network of people, that I, because it's going to be my job, right? You know, right. I, I can't walk into buildings in my pajamas anymore with nail polish, but I'm going to put the, the best people possible, you know, and blend uh, personalities, you know, BA personalities with the member personalities. And, um, you know, Hector wants seven buildings. He's not getting seven buildings. <laughs> All right. Um, so, you know, I'm going to try to blend the best personalities with, with, the, uh, with the right buildings. That, that's all I'm going to say about that right now. But it's already on paper. You know, things could change. But it's already pretty much on paper. And the other thing, Anthony, I don't think anybody's going to be disappointed with it. All right. Um, <clears throat> we got one question here that I actually like. Will the, <laughs> will the fat cat be used again by Mr. Ryman? By Mr. Ryman? Yes. He wants to bring back the fat cat. Oh, can you ask that? Um, you know, this all goes back to a presence. And uh, I know guys are like, no, don't bring the fat cat out because it gets people in trouble. Okay. Um, I, told, I told people in 43rd Street that I'm going to fly a fucking blimp overhead. <laughs> With uh, you know, UPS engages in, un in unfair labor practices, right? That's right. And Call good and I enforced it too. I told them that, and they got a kick out of that. I mean, you know, again, we're going to go back to, you know, making a presence in the buildings. If UPS thinks, or any company, you know, thinks that they're going to get away with stuff with the union just because they can, with no pushback, it's, it's not going to happen. So whether it's a fat cat or a blimp, um, what's what's their method? Use existing equipment, right? I, th I think that what you have to understand is that there needs to be this pushback against company. You, you need to do it in a responsible way and in a progressive way. Just like they follow progressive discipline, there needs to be progressive action taken against the company when they don't want to sit there and abide by the contract. Something that. Vinny has said numerous times, and other people have said numerous times, something that they agreed upon, something that the union agreed upon, something that they agreed upon. So this is all things that, that are going to be in the arsenal. It's not saying that they're always going to be used, but when it gets to a point and it needs to be used, then it's going to be used. Just like when... A police officer never wants to use a gun, right? Correct, but he still carries the gun, and, and, and he does take it out on occasion. Um, just like 
you know, OSHA and other government agencies and news, news agencies and, and um, you know, other things that are going to be at our disposal, we're going to utilize, but in a responsible way. Look, um, the, the, the bottom line is, and I think that, I mean, I'm, I guess I could only speak for myself. I mean, no, no I'm going to speak for, for Hector, for Scott, and for uh, Johnny on this, too. I'm not going to speak for you because you're falling asleep. <laughs> but um, I, I've never put a member in harm's way, okay? What the? Heck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's not our goal to put members in harm's way, okay? We're, we're going to protect the contract. you got to protect the job. you got to protect the member. Okay, and you got to enforce the contract. So we're not going to put members in harm's way and do something stupid or, or unwarranted. But you know, there, there's got to come a time when the membership is talking and they're so frustrated right now and they're so upset with what's going on. Okay, that nobody's taking a stand. So we all have to take a stand together in this. Right? You know, it's it's a union, and you know, I want to. You know, call Hector up every time he says it on a show, and other guys say the same thing that, oh, you know, they work for the members, and the e board works for the members, and the business agents work for the members. That's 100% right. But I think that the members should be good employers, too. Okay, so, you know, we can't be working for the members, whoever wins, whoever's in there now, whoever wins, when the members are going, well, the majority of the members are going yeah. behind our backs. And say you know making deals and you know, I only want to work five hours today or just schedule me off or whatever you know so it, it cuts you know it's a it's a fine line it cuts both ways I mean we're, we're going to be 100% there for the membership but we would like to think that the membership is going to be 100% there for us and we're not we're not asking I never asked the member I know Johnny never asked the member because I work right next to him you know to tell the company you know, or I'm not doing it, or, you know, I'm going to bring my production down and drag my feet or anything like that. Do your job and let us take care of the rest. That's it. Okay, um, we're going to try to keep the answers at least under two minutes because there's a lot of questions rolling in and we might run out of time. So, but uh, yeah, those are those are great answers. Uh, Jamie Haynes also has a... Uh, Do does he have his marble notebook? <laughs> I think he has his book with him, yeah. <laughs> um, will you guys put a plan in place to keep track of the trainees throughout their pro probation period you mean you mean the trainees that basically um, yeah, guys that aren't booked basically like a plan in place part-time part drivers that UPS use to keep a track on them making sure they're uh, they're not I guess they're okay so here's what happens you know you would hope that the the shop steward or you know it doesn't even have to be the shop steward because in my center and in other people's centers, it's it's the member working next to them because a lot of times they don't want to be seen talking to the steward. Cause, Correct, you're you putting know, them in a bad position right. when you're sitting there so, talking to. You the know, steward. when we're out campaigning, we don't give flyers to trainees. We we don't want to put anybody in a bad spot. But you would hope that the the steward might, or that the members working next to him would tell him, keep track of your days, have a calendar. You know, and it, there's nothing wrong with you know walking by a guy pissing in his ear saying, keep track of your days. Keep track of this. You're writing it all down. You have it on on uh, the website on on, a, on the payroll. Just make sure every day that you work, mark it down. And listen, it's happened. It's happened recently because you know it's taken so long to to make book nowadays that you know kudos to the business agents out there now and and you know in the past where guys 
make book. They don't even know it. And then you got to do a payroll inquiry. You know, you got to go back and count the days with the labor manager, and the labor manager's like, "Oh, well, I guess we made book." You know, <laughs> so now, so now you got to pay him plus all those days that you were sending him home, home. Right. telling him that he didn't make book. Now those days got to be paid too, because that's an eight-hour guarantee. Right? Can I say something okay. real quick, Vinny? Do you want to give him clarification? Because maybe if some of those drivers that one day they went out as a helper or they started at twelve o'clock in the afternoon, those days still count. Everything counts. If you go out. I know, I know. If you're Rich, working accounts. Rich Polakowski came in on a Saturday one time while he was a trainee and delivered like two, two Saturday airs. That counts as a day. He worked like, you know, an hour and that counts as a full day. Thank you. All right. Uh, another good question from, again, Jamie Haynes. He's got <laughs> one more after this. <laughs> How are you going to handle the subcontractors, do, uh, the subcontractors doing union work like car washers and porter jobs? <clears throat> Those jobs are dedicate whether they're car washer porter clerk for the inside in, in hub buildings those are for us that's right you know for part-timers for full-timers and we as a whole not just the e-board but as a membership have to have to monitor it and um you know i know what's going on in foster with you know your issues and stuff but there's no reason why it should take six months to fill, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that goes that goes a lot back to the to the business agent who's who's not dealing with the issue at hand when it becomes a problem. All right, well, well, Jamie, our our business agents are going to deal with the issues at hand. What is your take on the language dealing with Black Friday in particular to air dry? Oh, you answered that one already, yeah. right? Uh, let's see. Okay, will you have the shop steward involved with the panel? and arbitration cases being that they have more knowledge about the members and their cases my my opinion is that shop stewards should be intimately involved with how the panel works and they should definitely go to the panel preps and they should definitely go to the panel and, and I'll tell you there's been some shop stewards that have said that they've had a problem with that where they haven't been invited to uh, preps or to panels and that's just wrong. It's never happened to me. They've always, you know, even these current guys, they've always pulled me out and said, look, we need you down there, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but a shop steward should, you know, shop steward should know how the panel works. One of the things that um, was being discussed amongst ourselves was um, the shop steward meetings, was revamping the shop steward meetings. Currently, a shop steward meeting is just like a, minil, a mini general membership meeting, which is pretty much a waste of time. Um, we can be utilizing shop steward meetings to actually train people about different things and use it as a, as a, a very in-depth training. We could be bringing people like Richard DeVries, who's in Local 705, who's the architect of the whole panel system, who's one of their top uh, business agents, bring him down and give in-depth training on how the panel system works and different things about the panel system to actually give more information to the stewards and give them more tools to utilize when they're in the office. Um, and and uh, that was Jamie asking that? Yeah. Okay, so Jamie, I'm gonna stress this to whoever's listening, whoever's on um, Facebook Live. This has nothing to do, in, you know, in my opinion, with playing favorites. You don't pick and choose which shop stewards go to this. Okay, it's not about who supported who. This slate, if we win, are going to be inclusive of everybody. 
Now, if a steward doesn't want to participate in something like that, that's going to be on him, and you know he'll be shamed. Right? But I'm not going to leave anybody out. None of us are going to leave anybody out because of you know who they supported or who they ran with or ran for. Everybody's involved. All right. I got a guy from uh, our building at Forster Avenue, uh, Leonard Goodman, a.k.a. Goody. Uh, he's uh, one of my guys from Times Plaza. He says, there has been some last chance agreements given to the members. How do you plan on tackling this controversial issue? Um, Leonard, right? Yeah. Goody? Goody. Goody. Um, I can't speak for what happened in the past, okay? People will say that I can, but I can't. But I have a guy sitting next to me on my right who knows how I feel about last chance agreements. I don't agree with last chance agreements. I will never um, advocate for last chance agreements. You know, that being said, if it's you, Goody, or if it's me, or whoever it is, if the company's going to present a last chance agreement at a panel, or right, because they like to do it right before. You know, they don't like to do something like that three weeks before. They're going to be like, oh, gung-ho, gung-ho, we we're going to win this. You know, um, it's, you know, I think it's the obligation of the union to present that to the member. Now, am I going to sit there and tell a member, you should take it? Uh, not necessarily, you know, because I'm going to have confidence in the panel system and how it works. But in good faith, you know, a lot of it's in good faith. You have to present every offer to the member and let the member make a decision. You know, but I certainly don't believe in last chance agreements. I got my boy John sitting next to me. You know, there was a guy in, in my building when I was a union rep, and I'll say this story over and over again, 700 instances of falsification in like three months. Okay, 700. Wow. And, and you know, listen, we had a decent DM. How many people could say that they have a decent DM? But he, you know, John asked me, he said, look, do you mind if I try to get this, this guy back? I said, absolutely not. Why would I mind if you're talking to the DM? Because I know, like, if you try to keep it at a lower level, some stuff might work out. And he, he did his thing for a couple of weeks. And then I, the only thing I told him is, John, no last chance agreement and don't sell your soul. Okay. And he came back and I was going to go meet the DM for, to settle a, a bunch of grievances and John went up there first, and he came down there after out of the office, slamming doors and storming. I'm like, "What's the matter?" He said, the "Motherfucker wanted me to wanted the driver to sign a last chance agreement." I told him, "Go f himself." This and that. I said, "Okay." So I went up there. I talked to the DM. We settled some grievances. We we did what we had to do. I said, "What's up with that last chance agreement?" He goes, "You know what? Forget about it. Tell John to tell the guy to come back to work. No last chance agreement." Salute. So, Salute. So, Salute. So, right. So that's something that, you know, just because they ask for it doesn't mean that they're, they're going to get it. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, another one from Mr. Basil Darling. <clears throat> How about more building meetings with the presence of the EB sparking the moral and unity factor? Little things will snowball to an overall tighter membership. 100%. Yeah. Basil. 100 Great and idea, this, Basil. And this goes back to what we were saying at the very beginning. I don't know if you were listening, but presence. I feel that the whole the most important thing about all this is a presence. And if you I don't care how you want to look at it, but um you know, there's a lot of DJs that work for UPS, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them. <laughs> so, you know, I, I go back to, you know, one of my guys in my center when when I was a uh, union rep in Maspeth and uh, 
you know, he, he used to tell me, he goes, for the first time, and I don't remember how long, I could walk in here and not feel like I got to look over my shoulder. Okay, and that goes back to presence. I don't think I was doing anything spectacular, but you want to be there. You want to you want to let the members see you, and you want to let the company see you. You know, whether it's talking to the members, walking box lines. You know, my my good friend Edwin would always tell me, "Oh, you never wear a suit. You got to wear a suit." You know, my guys are all going to wear suits. How'd that work out for you? Ooh. Okay. Because you know what I used to tell him? I used to tell him, I'm never going to wear a suit because I can't crawl around box lines and yell at people with a suit <laughs> in 95-degree temperature. Well said, Ben. Well said. And another thing, as for, as for the suits, I remember when we were uh, at a training at a, at a convention and we ran into Juan Campos. Oh, I heard the story, who's, yeah. who's the president of Local 705. That's right. And uh, he was wearing, just like Vinny's wearing, he's wearing his, you know, his Teamster polo mm -hmm. and he was wearing a pair of khakis. And uh, he says this is the way he goes in, and he goes into his buildings. This is the way he dresses when he's in his office, and this is the way he dresses when he's in his buildings. He says because he never, ever wants to be um, forget confused. Where, and forget where he comes from. He either. doesn't want to forget where he comes from, and he doesn't ever want to be confused for a management person. Right. And he doesn't want his members ever to, be, to confuse him for somebody who's in management. Yeah, I like that. All right, back to Mr. Haynes. The HQ, HHQ, the hard hitting questions. Why didn't we invite him? <laughs> yeah, you should have just came, Jamie. Uh, when you add a member to your e board that wasn't voted in, will you announce it to the membership or will we have to find out from word of mouth? Mm, Jamie, do I keep my mouth shut? Please, res <laughs> please respond. I can't see the text. But. I'll see if he responds. Uh, not yet, but I'm okay. Sure well, will. look, that, that'll that'll answer that question. What's next? Him again? <laughs> <laughs> Can you please get a security guard at Stop the front it. entrance? Stop. No. Well, listen, he's right though. In Fosterville, uh, you guys know the new building. Well, Mark, you know they mm. put the Foster Village behind uh, the Foster Avenue building, and they don't have no security there. So he's asking basically, are you going to please get them to get a guard there at the front gate of Fosterville? This building's very unsafe, and he put up a whole bunch of laughing faces for the uh, of the question, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't hire security guards. Yeah, I mean, yeah but if it's how do you work on if, that? If it's, if it's a, safety a safety issue, issue then yeah, yeah, then, yeah like. Then, I mean, you, you could actually go and go to the police precinct and see how many actual, like, felonies and how many different uh, serious crimes were committed in the area, and you could present your case to the company saying, listen, this is an issue. We have members that feel unsafe. It needs to be addressed. You could take it on like that. All right. I'm Mr. Maynard Gomez. <clears throat> What's up, Maynard? Who's going to be in charge? I met Maynard at the, uh, he's a really good guy. Really good dude. Who's going to be in charge to handle inside issues since we have three different shift in hubs him. and two shift in non-hub buildings? I answered him. Oh, he oh did. yeah? He him. Yeah, he did? <laughs> okay, sorry, Maynard. I, I think uh, Scott Damone took care of that. Or? Well, you know, I, if, if he wants a, a, another or an expanded answer, we have, yeah, we, have we, have, we have three guys that are um, really experienced on inside issues. And, uh, that would be Lawrence Grant, David Luby, and Chris Williams, right? Right. Chris Williamson. Chris Williamson. So, but you know what? Those are those are for the hubs. Right. Okay. That's where we're going to concentrate on. And you know, when it comes to non-hub buildings, there's nothing wrong with you know package business agents coming in early. I mean, I used to do it all the time. I, I know, you know, Hector goes in at like. 6.30 in the morning, he's already pacing around with a cigarette in his, in his hand, you know, and 
And I don't think anybody's going to be shy about going in early. And I'm going to make sure if guys think that people are going to be shy about going in early, no, there's not going to be any guys that are going in right under the wire. Okay. okay if people go, if people think as as uh, union reps that they're going to go in as drivers are rolling out the door, they have another thing coming. Okay, Mr. Eugene Braswell, the Brazinator. What will be the response when management walks a steward, and will be, and will and will we be fighting for back pay or like now just be happy with you got your job back? Um, Eugene, you mean like when uh, management fired me? I mean, if that's what he's talking, you know. Well, I mean, something look, like a, that. A shop steward getting fired, there's nothing good that comes out of it. No. I would hope the, the shop steward didn't get fired for stealing. Okay, but there's going to be there's going to be an active presence if a shop steward gets fired for some you know petty bullshit, just because he's a shop steward. There's no holding a shop steward to a higher standard. All right, and we will be down there in force. It doesn't matter again. Preload, driver, feeder, some of the stuff that's been going on around here is, is, has just been disgusting with the lack of representation and, that, and the lack of presence. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give you a little, a little, you know, a little story. Um, my girlfriend is, a, is an actual manager in, in a store, and they deal with uh, a, lo you know, a local that's very, uh, very active for their members and fights for their members. And, you know, there was... Uh, Whenever one of their members gets walked out or suspended, you have the whole executive board come down and cause havoc in her store. Total havoc. And that's not what I'm saying we need to do, cause havoc, but we need to have, as Vinny keeps saying, this presence, which isn't something that's I'm, going I'm gonna, on. I'm going to cut you off because you said something that I've been meaning to touch on, right? There's a, a steward in uh, Melville that works nights, and he's been begging, like, you know, are you guys going to do the right thing for the inside people, okay? I've been in buildings late at night where literally if four or five BAs show up, they can destroy the company's operations, okay? Think about it. They've already, they've already sent all the people home. All the guys have already gone home time only, okay? <laughs> so they have supervisors working left and right. I have no problem going into these buildings at night Right, whether it's the uh, three hubs or Melville, which is a mini hub, and shutting the belts off because it's a safety, it's an egress issue, right? But look, if you if you write ten grievances on supervisors working and you're a member, the company's going to argue about it. Oh, how do you know this and that? Well, did he document it? Blah 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 blah. If I have to go in there, all right, and I already promised the steward that we will be there in force if we win. And if we got to go in there and write grievances as a business agent or as a local president, I will do that, okay? And not only that, I will be the one st slowing down their operation because the supervisors aren't supposed to be working. There'll be an argument with the nighttime manager, the nighttime DM, whoever's there. There's just going to be a lot of fucking arguments, mm -hmm. Anthony. A lot of arguments. All right. <clears throat> Well, uh, nobody's asking any questions, so we're going to keep going with the Jamie Haynes questions. Uh, no, wait. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we had sort of a couple of notes that we oh. wanted to touch on. Okay. And we heard people uh, talking in the last couple of weeks about 
pulling part-timers out of team care and putting them into our health and welfare fund, mm -hmm. that's a great idea. Because who wouldn't want all that extra money coming into the health and welfare fund for young part-timers that never use the benefit? Because I never went to a doctor or a dentist till I was like 40 years old because <laughs> I just didn't want to. But you know what? Unfortunately, team care is a national issue. Right. right. And part-timers used to be in UPS's plan. Maybe you guys were talking about it too last week. Part-timers weren't in their own plan. They were in UPS's company plan. And that's the reason why UPS wanted them in the plan because it was just free money coming in. They were basically paying themselves to go into team, you know, not team care, into the UPS plan for people that never used the benefit. Okay, so... It's we a win-win situation. For them. Right, so we would love to have part-timers in our plan, right? But team care, you know, the part-timers were put into team care and even full-timers all over the country. There was plenty of full-timers that were thrown into team care. And that's a national issue. Thank you, Mr. Hoffa. <clears throat> um, Kamal Kalund has uh, Kalen, hey, Kamal. a question for you, Vinny. Uh, he says, "Do did your viewpoint change on combo helpers? Because he's talking about the 22 threes with that. How, how so? I don't. I mean, if he could elaborate the question, I'd, I'd love to answer it. <clears throat> well, uh, well, until he elaborates, we'll skip it. Uh, Kamal, if you could elaborate on the question, you can bring it back again. Uh, Maynard Gomez, he said his first question was, uh, the company accuses stewards for directing the workforce when stewards tell the members their rights. If a steward, if a steward gets walked out, for what would be their plan of action? Is that the same as before? For, for directing the workforce? Well, yeah, I'm saying, well, I think he's saying if the company's accusing I'm the directing of, the workforce. Of directing the workforce when we're... Well, listen, you, you go in there and you have to get the facts on what was he doing to direct the workforce. I, I'm always going right. to go back to, you know, uh, personal issues. I, look, they've never come after me for directing the workforce, right? And what are you telling the members? If you're telling them their contractual rights, I mean, you're, you're entitled to tell the members, look, you don't have to come in on Black Friday. If you want to come in and work, Feel free to make, you know, the extra overtime. But if not, you could stay home and it's a paid holiday. I, I mean, that's a, a basic example. But, you know, no, you shouldn't be working before your start time. Is that directing the workforce? I mean, not at all. You, know, you should be taking lunch between... You Sounds know, like you're doing your job to me. Right. So, you know, are they going to just put up some trumped up charges because they don't like a shop steward? Okay, well, we don't like them. So, again, let them try it and see what... Look, see how far they get with you well, as the look, president. No, no, but look, they're going to they're gonna get away with a lot of stuff. Just, just look at the way this has gone down the tube so quickly. They always try to get away with stuff. And, you know, a few years ago, actually, when we were in contract negotiations, uh, a buddy of ours, a retiree, Scott, Dan Campbell? Yes. Yes. He pulled me aside one time when we, we were in New York negotiating the contract or just doing the proposals and he was like you look frustrated I said yeah there's a lot of stuff going on I'm really frustrated and he said something that stayed with me for you know till now he said as a as a shop steward or a union rep or whatever the company's always going to try to get away with stuff what you have to do is everything in your power to slow the company down as much as you can to make a stand and to leave the union in a better place with guys trained behind you to do the same thing. Kamal got another question. Yeah. Uh, from what you said at the steward meeting about not wanting more of the combos because we don't need the ones we have, <clears throat> and he says, I love Dan Campbell. <clears throat> 
Well, look, we don't. What do you mean we don't need the ones we have? We're creating the twenty-two-four drivers is what I was talking about. I mean, the twenty-two-three combo helpers. We need them. Yeah. What I was saying is, and what I will continue to say is, that the preloaders going out as helpers for the day corruption of the job that should that should never happen but we can't tell people not to go out and earn money and i said this at our meet and greet too you know are you going to try to create more combo helper jobs i love me my combo helpers my combo helpers are great dudes okay and but are you going to try to go over the seven percent cap to cut you know package car driver jobs out because that's what they're doing in places like 43rd street and whatever that's their big complaint and when we put the 7% 22-3 combo helpers in last negotiations, there were guys furious that, oh, this is going to take away all our overtime, going to take away. It, it didn't, you know, it didn't touch people's overtimes in a lot of buildings like Suffolk and Melville. They don't even use them except for mall routes. But in Maspeth, they're still, they're using the 22-3 and reaching the 7% cap in every center, I believe. But plus, they're still sending preloaders out as helpers that are going out of seniority right they're basically just scrambling for two or three hours here you know when why don't they just create more package car driver jobs because that's what we need all right i have a question from jamie and another one from Colonna. i'm going to go with jamie first he says will you have the union hall open at least one saturday or sunday a month for members to hold meetings if if members want to hold meetings, I mean, you know, are you asking to hold a meeting? I think, you know what we were talking about opening up the union hall? Absolutely. We were also talking about uh, buildings that are hard to get to. I mean, you know, I wish I wish this could, could have been done last time, but, um, you know, holding a meeting up, say, in around the Elmsford area for the guys in Mount Vernon, Elmsford, and Yorktown that always complain that they don't see any of their union reps. I mean, if we could rent a VFW hall, up there once every couple of months right and look it's a slow process the first time we have a meeting like that maybe 10 or 15 guys will show up because they don't really know what's going to happen or they don't know know about it but then hopefully by word of mouth i mean there's a um i want to say uh, like near 43rd street there's an iron workers hall uh union hall a couple blocks away which is an easy walk from the guys in 43rd street I already told you know the guys in uh, 43rd that I would love to reach out to the uh, I believe they're iron workers to see if they would rent us the hall for like a Friday night because everybody can't go you know on the weekend but you know Friday night after work if we could find a um, central like a really quick location for a lot of people to get to you know have some food have some soda pops and uh, disseminate some information maybe some beers no oh okay <laughs> Um, okay, so Kamal, <clears throat> since you since you all didn't get an injunction, I answered them. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, hold on, Goody was asking me another question. Uh, where are you, Goody? Hold on, we got one from Jamie for a change. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, he wants to know who's going to handle the pension funds, CD, saving, and checking. Obviously, a lot of that's personal banking, but the pension funds, I think you should. Uh, let everybody know about your intentions. We're going to go back to the people that we used before. We're not, mean, we're, no more Harry Kane? No. no. Oh, we're, we're, we're not going back to it. You know, listen, I said this earlier, Jamie, that, you know, Walter Kane, I love the guy to death. 
I love him. That's your fault. I love the guy to death. He's such a friendly, happy, always smiling fellow, but he will he will never set foot in Team Sul Local 804 or handle any business for Local 804 as long as we're there. Um, uh, Goodman has a very important question. He's been asking me for a while. Uh, um, they basically want to know what exactly is the advantages and disadvantages to bullet voting, why people should, you know, I mean, I was trying to explain to guys how bullet voting, when there's four slates running, it can be, it, it's not really going to help anybody. But maybe you guys could explain it in your words so that, uh, I mean, you know, that everybody can understand it. <clears throat> I would like to ask Goody what are his advantages to bullet voting. And he can answer that, you know, as I'm talking. But why would he want to bullet vote, number one? And number two... Well, I can answer that for you. He wants to make what he believes is an all-star team with, with a couple of guys from other slates that he feels um, that he feels are better for the job in some places. All right, so you're going to... First of all, I feel hurt because you don't like the guys that I'm running with. <laughs> no, but um, you listen, we picked, we picked a good team, all right? We, uh, look, we've been working together. I've said this so many times. We know each other. We Look, it's not about friendship, right? It's really not because I'm like one of the least friendly people that you'll ever meet. It's not about friendship. It's about people working. And I know a lot of people on these other slates, okay? I don't want to disparage any of them. I don't think they would work well with us on a working level, okay, on, on a contract level. Um, if you have 13 people in a union hall, and there might be more, depending on what the monies are, you're going to have 13, 14, 15 type A personalities, okay? How did that work for 804 Strong, right? Before Scott gets in here, I just want to say two things. Number one, the group of guys that we're with that we're that are running together right now have been together for the past six, seven, eight, nine years doing various things, right? We're very in sync and in tune with each other on and and um, on where we want to go and how we want to get there. If you bring in somebody who doesn't quite agree with that or doesn't meld with that, it's going to cause a problem um, within the whole. Then you also have to look at the dynamic of what's going on on the international level, where you have um, people that were elected to the to the executive board that weren't with Hoffa, uh, and look at where they are. They're they're totally stripped of all their responsibilities. They're being singled out. They're being, uh, you know, uh, ostracized. Ostracized, um, and and it just does it, it doesn't work well. But I'm still waiting for Goody to tell me who he wants to bullet vote for because bullet voting, you know, look, traditionally there's always a certain amount of people that do bullet vote, but they bullet vote for one person. Yes, Scott? Just to, to add one thing, if Goody bullet votes for, say, Antoine or somebody he may like from Foster, and then somebody in Melville bullet votes for Lou Barbone because they, they go back 10 years and they hang out at uh, Speedway after work, those votes just cancel each other out. The best bet, the best way to get the best team in there is to vote for the best team. When guys start bullet voting, they're going to cancel each other out. All right. I got a question from an anonymous um, <clears throat> employee here. Uh, basically, he just wants to know, what are we going to do? What, what do we do, basically, when they make us load the trucks and send the preloaders home? We are doing something that is not our job classification. It is taking money away from the preloaders. 
after a, after a package car driver's start time, they are supposed to be up there loading trucks. After a driver's start time? Yeah. The, the supervisors? No, the, the, the driver. Preloaded. The preloaded. Oh, we are supposed to be loading trucks? Oh, I didn't even know that. Thank you for sharing that, Vinny, because I thought... When well, we're not supposed to be standing around there looking at uh, Facebook, Snapchat, and, uh, and Instagram. Right, right? We're right. supposed to be out there. We're supposed to be up there working, loading trucks. They're not going to pay us for free. So here's, here's the problem. What about, about before our start time? What if they're like, sending the preloaders home before our start time? And yeah, but they're, they're, listen, they're sending the preloaders home. And, you know, you know, Kamal's on here, and I think Kamal's a really good shop steward who keeps track of this. There's been plenty of times when, you know, in the past where he and I or he and Didam or whatever, we filed the same grievances on the same supervisor working, and, you know, we pointed out, you know, I pointed out to him, or one of us does, and he's like, oh, I got that guy already. Okay, so you, you toss your grievance away, you let it go to the preload, right? But why are they sending preloaders home? I've been there in that building at 10 o'clock, you know, 10.30 in the morning, and there's supervisors loading trucks, whether they're preload supervisors or on-car supervisors with all the leftover bulk and stuff. They should have people there on overtime till 9.30, 10 o'clock, 10.30 in the morning because there's always work to be done, okay? I mean, they shouldn't be, you know, they shouldn't be sent home. Or the, you know, some of them, because the shift is over, but they should always keep people, part-timers in for those situations. There's, there's not one day at UPS where bulk isn't stranded or when pack misloads don't come down or when clerk work stuff isn't corrected and it's going out there late. And the supervisors are doing the work. And we will be there, right, instead of drinking coffee with the DM and hanging out, we will be taking down truck numbers and filing grievances on it and letting the preload stewards know about it. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, Jamie Haynes again. Who or what company will you have handling our pension funds, CDs, savings, and checking? Oh, account? he answered that. You answered that already, Scott? Well, I have another one here from Carlos Combi. Okay. He says, uh, you are aware we heard all that before. You can storm one building and then the next day right back to normal. And then his question is, how are you and your team going to unite everyone when there is so much animosity in every building? That, well, that's a, a big question. Right? And all I could say is I'm not going to try and my team is not going to try to cause more animosity. Okay, I think that we've reached across the table already. You know, the guys like Raul and Rocky DiPaolo, Lawrence Grant, who either ran on other slates last time or supported other slates last time. And I'm look, from the bottom of my heart, I'm trying to put together the best team and reach out to everybody available. And... You know, again, I'm going to go back to Kamal. He wants to have a dinner afterwards. My first reaction to him, you know, being totally opposite, he wanted to have, a, you know, was to have a dinner with all the president candidates. And I said, I'll never sit down with Danny Montalvo. And he laughed. And I said, you know what, Kamal, set up the reservations, you know, because that's not right. But, you know, we're not going to be the ones trying to cause disunity. And I would hope that no slate that wins this election is going to be the one causing disunity. I'm, I'm not looking for any political ambitions. I'm not looking for anything down the line. My whole purpose, and I've explained that to our slate, is to clean up the backyard of local 804. That's all I'm concerned about. I don't care about, you know, anything else except that for right now. And I think, uh, I think another point that needs to be made is 
we can only do so much um, in, in the positions that we're in. It's also up to the members to also take on that role of unifying and, and doing what they need to do, right? We're going to be we're going to be in there fighting, right? We need the support, and and that's what needs to happen. And, and I, have, I have to say that um, I wanted to mention Forty Third Street because I've mentioned it, you know, in the past to guys in Forty Third Street and guys that don't work in Forty Third Street. You know, um, campaigning, which I really can't stand doing. I don't think anybody really likes campaigning. It does get you, give you an opportunity to meet a lot of people from from other buildings, and you know it's shocking to see the amount of support that we've gotten. Look, Anthony, you're in my house, and this is how I met you like, right. a month ago, right? That's right. And uh, it, it's really, you know, on that level, it's a great thing. But 43rd Street has um, had a lot of complaints, and I've talked to several people at 43rd Street. I was just there. The other night, when when you woke up thinking my car was on fire, um, you know we were campaigning there all night long, and um, I promised the people at Forty Third Street. Again, I hate making these promises, but Forty Third Street's going to have a, a big presence because it's an important building. I've felt this way, you know, years ago. They're all important buildings. They're, they're all important. they're all important buildings, but the guys in Forty Third Street are like this is UPS's corporate headquarters. There's always management around, and I agree with. I've always agreed with it. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you can't have, a, and I'm from Maspeth, you, you're from Foster, you know, everybody's like a little, um, you know, predisposed to supporting their buildings, but 43rd Street is of the utmost important for, uh, importance for Local 804, you know, and I got guys there that are already volunteering, you know, that are running with us, that Vin, if we win, we're going to live there around the clock, and I told them I'll be there, you know, getting a bunk with you guys, right, and, you know, the, all the buildings are important, but, you know, 43rd Street's like... You know, if, if it's UP, if it's the company's flagship building, then it's going to be our flagship building too. All right, another one from Maynard Gomez. <clears throat> For small buildings, RBA is going to are the BA is going to come around when the preload starts their shift to see and address their issues that they go through. Yes, Maynard, they definitely are. And you know, you we've we've uh, spoken several times. We've uh, campaigned together, driven together, and. You know, I've, I've heard all your complaints, I know all your complaints, and having an incompetent business agent is inexcusable. At three years on the job and a guy can't fix a simple issue like a start time problem or giving out, giving the, you know, getting the company to give the right amount of OPHs or POHs, however, you know, whichever building you're from, the term that they use, or, or request loads. This is, this is insanity, where business agents are siding with the company, saying, well, you know, give them a break, they're not staffed right. The only way to make a company staffed correctly is to enforce the contract. All right. Um, we got one guy here that says, will you get Montavo a car wash job? <laughs> oh, you answered that already, Scott. Right now. Yeah, he's oh, okay. get a job at Eagle Beaver Car Wash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Um... You know, I don't see any more questions here. Oh, wait, here we go. Uh, okay, another one from Goodman. The Facebook live stream was interrupted. Uh, could you repeat? Uh, oh, he wants to know. Uh, I don't know if Scott, you're handling it, but uh, he still wants to know more about the bullet voting and trying to build his all-star team. I mean, not everyone on the slate made it how we would like to handle it. I'm sure that his issue, uh, and I've spoke to him about this before, 
Um, he there's like one or two members maybe on the slate he might have a, a, an issue with, um, you know, and uh, he's he's considering bullet voting. And there's a couple of people out there that have been considering bullet voting, and and I and I urge them not to. Um, I be, I don't believe in the bullet vote method, especially when there's four slates running. Uh, I was part of that back three years ago, and I myself bullet voted because I liked the Tim Sylvester slate, but there were a few guys that I thought maybe I could just get in, and it ended up backfiring on me, and, uh, you know, Eddie Vigalta was able to slip in, and I say the same thing will happen now. you say now. Eddie Vagina? <laughs> Vigalta. Okay. So, Edwin. And, uh, you know, it didn't work for me, and... and uh, and that was an experience that I learned, and it, it, it didn't work for me. And I know that this year, no matter what, I'm picking a team, and I felt that experience matters from the from the start. That you guys were stronger. And I'm not just saying that because I'm EMS for you guys out there listening. I was I was you know doing my homework. I was out there finding out about these guys. You know, trying to find out what I could. Um, I went out to 43rd Street with some of them. I met Vinny Perone personally, got to speak to him. I met a good friend of his, Jonathan Santiago, who's a hardcore shop steward. And, and Dave Cintron, obviously, I've known for a long time. And, and, you know, I urge all you guys, do your homework. If, if you're paying attention, and, and Hector Fortis. <laughs> I'm sorry, Hector. And I met Hector Fortis, and he started having me help him do the show here and there, which I appreciate dearly. And, and you know, you guys, you, you guys are like me. A lot of you guys are rank and file members. You know, I, I'm, I've been a driver for a long time. I haven't been that vocal of a union activist. But at the end of the day, I want to do what's best for the members, and I'm, I've been doing my homework. And, and experience matters is where it's at, guys. These, these guys have got it together. These guys are never afraid to answer questions from the first meet and greet. I mean, you could see, you could see the, the, the mentality behind these guys. Um, you, you know, you, you guys, if you've been here or you're listening to the veteran guys, do your homework. These guys have been out there. They've been, they've been advocating. They've been, they've been union activists for a long time. They're, they're not like the other slates. A lot of these other slates, it's a lot of mumbo-jumbo. They're putting it out there for you. They're telling you what they plan to do, but what have they been doing in the past? And, and, and you know, look at their, at their pedigree. Look at their resumes, what these guys have done up to this point. These guys, no matter who the EB was, whatever executive board, it didn't matter. They were out there doing what they do for the members. I mean, they presence. set up themselves. Yeah, the presence is real. They were out there. They, if you guys don't know about the convention, because they spoke about it but you guys don't understand what they went through out there these guys these guys have Hoffa has hundreds hundreds thousands, and hundreds thousands. thousands of supporters and they're screaming and yelling and they're not giving Fred Zuckerman a shot in hell he goes up there with just a few of these guys backing him up I mean they only had a few guys there all you saw was what red coats and red shirts the whole all the Hoffa supporters you guys were wearing what blue Black black, 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 and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, <laughs> and, uh, and and you know you, n these guys that are in there now, they weren't there, they weren't they weren't protecting, they weren't they weren't fighting to get Hoffa out. And, these, if, they, and if they were, they would have been wearing red vests. Right, they would have been there supporting Hoffa. So if you guys truly want a good slate, to, and, and and again, these guys are not afraid to get online, get on Facebook Live, answer all your questions. I've been answering questions for over I don't know an hour and a half already. They, they've been answering them as truthfully as they can. Um, and if you guys have any more questions, keep them coming because we're here. We're here. Uh, Anthony, let me say one more thing to yeah. that about the bullet voting. Uh, I understand the idea behind it. I would never say that people don't have the right to do it. I've done it, you know, probably about three elections ago I did it. But the problem is you're going to have that canceled out vote. 
the best team should be in office, and they will be doing the best job for you. If someone else was brought in, then absolutely, they better toe the line or, or Vinny's going to put a foot up their ass. But part of his job as the president is going to be to make sure he has the right asses in the right seats to use UPS parlance. If a guy doesn't click in a particular building or assignment, for whatever reason, maybe he has a personality conflict with the steward, or maybe he's a different kind of a DM, or whatever it is, part of Vinny's job is going to be to monitor that and make sure we don't end up like these poor bastards in Nassau. I said it three years ago. I didn't expect them to vote for us. I don't blame them for not voting for us because their BA for six years was on a milk carton. They paid union dues and got zero representation. It wasn't fair. Vinny's not going to let that happen. If there's a situation where a guy just isn't working or things aren't going right in the building, he's going to get his ass out, make some changes. It's not going to be, oh, I'll leave it alone. I don't want to hurt his feelings. you got a job to do. That's right. And, and, and another question, Vinny, which is kind of pertaining to that by Sandy. Um, are you guys are do, as, answering a lot of the questions, but are you going to listen to the members when they tell you about the issues with these EB members that aren't doing their job? What are you going to do about it? Sandy, um, you know me. You know that I don't shy away from, you want to call it confrontations, you want to call it disagreements, whatever you want to call it. I am not going to sit there and watch somebody not do the job the way the membership expects it to be done, the way I expect it to be done, and just let that go. That's that's not going to happen. We have 70, 7,100 and change members in the local, right? And you guys have a big voice, especially now with uh, social media. We're doing this show. You know, it's on three different feeds. You guys have a big voice, and... You know, we've, we've heard you. We've all heard you. We've heard the complaints. I know your complaints. I've heard you, and the, the stuff that has happened is not going to happen. I don't care what executive board in the past, you know, the, I'm going to hold people's feet to the fire. That's what I'm going to do. There you go, Sandy. Uh, Kamal, since it looks like the contract won't be settled with this administration, what will be your plan for negotiations, and will you keep some of the same committee? I, I will tell you, Kamal, that if this isn't settled, which it doesn't look like it will, and that's just that would just be, you know, another thing thrown on top of um, a new executive board coming in, and that's fine. You know, we have people that have been on negotiating committees before. I am not against looking for all outside help that I could get, and to be specific to you, Kamal. Keeping a guy like you on a contract committee, a guy like Bill Grohl, Phil, that is only a benefit to Local 804. Nice. You have uh, one time? All right, let me run across one Gotcha. All right, guys. I'm back on the mic. There's some heavy teamsters sitting <laughs> on these chairs. <laughs> I can hear oh. them creaking. Hold on. So now we are like five minutes into the program. I mean, five minutes to uh, finish up. So if anybody has any more questions or you have anything to add on, uh, Vinny, so we can uh, wrap it up in five minutes. Yeah, I'd like to add a couple of things. I mean, okay. you know, um, again, we're going to go back to what I've heard some people saying about going back to the old arbitration system instead of the panel. I think that's a huge mistake. I think the panel can run really well. All right, and the whole object of it is again to protect the members and protect the jobs. You can't leave people out on the street for a year and a half. Okay, that's that's ri ridiculous to say that. P 
people have to get their justice. They have to get represented properly, and that's it. You know, I mean, uh, there's going to be weekend representation. We talked about this um, amongst ourselves that, you know, they're talking about creating more jobs in this contract, the 22 fours, et cetera, which everybody can't stand. We, we need to protect the red circle jobs that are out there. We need to protect the jobs that UPS has promised us in the last contract and the one before that. We got to go digging for those jobs to make sure that all those red circle jobs are filled, that people aren't getting jobs out of classification, that they're doing the right thing. We're going to be there and stand up for guys like Anthony Rosario that has been waiting for five or six months, whatever it's been, to get a, a clerk job. I think Scott spoke before about leaving the IBT. Instead of, you know, leaving the IBT would be a two-year campaign that the IBT is going to frown on us doing because it says we can't do it. How about changing the IBT and getting a candidate that's friendly to local 804 in the IBT? Not only friendly to 804, but pro-labor. You know, exactly. Pro-labor. Pro you know, not a, not a corporate lawyer who's leading a union, the biggest union in the country. You know, look. You guys are complaining about time only, about entering into separate agreements. It's not going to happen. It's, it's just, I can tell you, it's just not going to happen. And I know we talked about, Vinny, uh, with, with the staff, with the, with the Experience Matters staff, that we're going to have a 24-hour phone line, and also we're going to have Saturday operations running, and we're gonna, you're going to have BAs assigned to Saturday operations also. The 24-hour line was just Hector's cell phone number. Yeah, all right. But uh, I know you, you spoke to us about that, that you wanted to have, like, if they call the union hall, we have a direct phone, someone for the weekend and going to rotate the weekends for the BAs uh, because of the sa Saturday operations and possibly uh, Sunday operations. And uh, are we going to have BAs working uh, Look, this goes seven, back, days, this, seven days a week? Yeah, this, this goes back to, you know, what, what a member said before. I mean, right now you don't even see business agents in the building. Okay, there's plenty of buildings like Mena Gomez, uh, this guy, that guy. They're always like, where's the BA? Where's, we don't see the BA in Massachusetts. I haven't seen him in a month. Okay, we don't even, we don't even know. You haven't seen him campaigning outside? No. no that we, my, that no, we have seen. seen that's, that's well, fine. We, we was out there one time campaigning. If, if, um, if UPS is now looking to be a 24-hour, seven-day operation, then Local 804 is going to have to be there seven days a week. You know, but that also, again, it goes to staffing. Look, there's uh, 70, 71, 7,200 members, okay? That was Basil, by the way. Yeah. Scott hurt my dog. But um, there's 71, 7,200 members. You know, three years ago, there was 66, 6,700 members. Um, there's going to be more and more buildings opening up. Look, that's part of the problem with the uh, this one-page supplement. You know, and now they're going back to the table, and UPS is saying, oh, we're going to give you a pension increase, and we're going to give you 20 more car wash and porter jobs. We're going to get those jobs anyway. There's more buildings opening up, and just make them adhere to the contract. You know, but this is all stuff that we're going to, we're going to take care of. And you know what? Every single person that's involved with us, whether it's on the slate or a supporter, knows it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be done, and we're going to do the best job that we can doing it. Okay, guys. I guess this is it. This is 7 o'clock. We had a two-hour show with uh, answers and questions. And uh, we want to thank uh, Vinnie Perone and uh, Mark Cohen, Scott Damone, 
uh, Santiago, Vic, uh, Anthony, Rosario, with all the questions that you guys had, and hopefully we had answered every question that you possibly had out there. Go ahead, Benny. I just want to thank everybody that, that was listening and watching, and thank you all for taking the time out to a ask and listen to all the answers of these questions. Yeah, that's right. If you have Vinny's phone number, you can call him anytime. <laughs> He'll answer the phone call. <laughs> So with that said, guys, thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio and the live feed from Union Power Radio. We're going to be recorded. It's all recorded. It's going to be played back for a later time for you guys. It's going to be on podcast. So if you miss anything from the beginning, uh, you'll be able to listen to it later on during the week. If you're in the truck and you don't have nothing to do, listen to the Union Power Radio podcast at, at the What The Heck Show dot dot com. It will be uh, uh, probably on tonight. And I just want to thank everyone that was here, Scott, Con uh, Mark, Vinny, Santiago, Anthony. With that said, guys, peace out, my brothers and sisters. We'll see you next week here on the What The Heck Show.